1: Uncle Nearest is the most awarded bourbon and American whiskey for 2020, 2021, and 2022. Blended by four-time Master Blender of the Year, Victoria E.D. Butler, the great-great-granddaughter of Nearest Green, the first known African-American master distiller. Proudly served throughout the United States in your favorite bar and
0: restaurants. To find your location, visit us at unclenearest.com. Please enjoy responsibly. Must be 21 years old to purchase. 50% alcohol by volume. Uncle Nearest, Incorporated. Shelbyville, Tennessee. All you need love. And welcome back to Success Made to Last. I'm Rick Tokini. This program is brought to you by Edward Jones Financial Advisors. This is our Disruptive Leaders series. And our special guest today is former Showtime executive Mark Shapiro. Mark is a relationship building expert and founder of the Love Bomb app a social wellness tool that helps you manage your relationships with a simple system that makes it fun, quick, and easy to nurture one important connection every day. From sending over 10,000 appreciation videos, inspiring over 100,000 meaningful messages, and giving the, the premier TEDx talk on human connection in the digital age, Mark is truly at the forefront of social innovation. His love bomb has been called by Human Connection News as the perfect marriage between technology and human connections. Mark, welcome to Success Made Alas.
1: Last. Thank you, Rick. So excited to be on the show with you. How are you doing today?
0: Well, we're doing great. Thanks for asking. Hey, give us your backstory, including your career at Showtime and then leading up to you becoming the founder of Love Bomb.
1: So, you know, I kind of cut my teeth professionally at Showtime Network, starting out as an intern and kind of, you know, climbing up the corporate ladder a little bit on the business side of things, working in uh, direct response marketing and sales at Showtime. And uh, it was a great place to be in the early 2000s as Showtime was giving uh, HBO a run for its money at that point in time with uh, new hit shows like Weeds and Dexter and uh, I had a really good run at Showtime. And, you know, ultimately, um, I, I think success, the definition of success for me changed a little bit. And uh, I realized I feel like I had more to give and kind of wanted to give in my own unique ways. And back in uh, 2012, I had a big kind of earthquake in my life. And that was uh, my uh, marriage came to an end. And it kind of caused me to go back to the drawing board and reassess the different things uh, in my life, uh, one of them being my career. And I asked myself, some, you know, tough questions that, uh, you know, if I were to fast forward through the end of my life, would I, you know, be really happy, fulfilled, and content just spending my whole career working kind of in corporate America, kind of on somebody else's timeline? And the answer was kind of uh, no, there was more I wanted to do. Uh, and at the same time, uh, I didn't really know what I would have done had I left this career at Showtime because I'd been there about 11 years. And I just got really into personal development work and really found the power of authenticity and kind of asking myself, you know, if I could do anything with my life, what would I want to do? And uh, that kind of uh, helped me kind of create my new path, which was uh, launching a podcast all about authenticity called Are You Being Real and supporting other people. And uh, living more authentically and pursuing their own, you know, hopes and dreams in this world where we're often told success looks a certain way, and then we get to a certain point and realize, you know, maybe we haven't achieved it yet, uh, or on completely the wrong path. So that set me kind of mm-hmm. down the path of personal development. And I've always been a social person. Relationships have always been a big thing for me. And uh, when my dad passed away four years ago. I realized I could just show more appreciation and gratitude for people in my life and uh, I started sending personalized video messages to people and uh, that was the big impetus that uh, ultimately created set me
2: up to create the Love Bomb app. Mm. It's interesting how those milestone events whether it's a marriage ending or a parent passing away become major inflection points in our life. And you either have a chance to pivot and go to the left, go to the right, or go some direction. And what's fascinating about you is you've turned this into not only a vocation, but what we think is an avocation, because talk about fitting one's personality and and having something that's gratitude-based. We think it's just fascinating and what more timely um how much more timely can love bomb be than today in 2020 in the midst of this weird time that we're going through
1: thank you i you know i appreciate that and you know i tend to agree and feel blessed that you know i kind of came up with the idea before the pandemic and you know had a little bit of a head start with it and you know now it's uh you know ready and available to put in people's hands so they can uh, take advantage of the tool and you know support them and prioritizing the people who actually matter most
2: and uh, having a tool to help them keep in touch yeah you bet uh, mark we received a uh, some research in the last day, and I want you to comment on it, and I know that you haven't seen sure. it yet, but i I will okay. share it with you um, in due time but This uh, research basically broke customer segmentation into eight new groups based on post-COVID, and one of them was isolated, and another one was bold, and another one was frustrated and stressed out, which is associated with young parents that are trying to be elementary school teachers and professionals, but that word isolated stood out. How do you think love bomb will help our fragmented nation that's coming out of COVID-19 to possibly end isolation and to be together and connected again? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that that you know isolation is a major thing that you know we're all feeling in our kind of our own unique ways and. I think isolation is an interesting term uh, for a couple different reasons. One, I think that the word loneliness kind of has a little bit of a taboo feel to it. You know, people don't necessarily want to say that they feel lonely, might not resonate with that word. But I think, you know, being isolated, I think um, has a little bit of, of a wider reach and meaning than, than lonely, because I think oftentimes we can find ourselves, you know, isolated within our own. Our own homes, like we are, you know, right now, where we literally can't be, you know, out with our friends and maybe our families, uh, especially around the holidays. Uh, sometimes we find ourselves isolated in our work. You know, if you got a big deadline or a big kind of work sprint going on, maybe you feel isolated in your work, and you might not necessarily identify with the word lonely, but you're isolated, you know, in something um, where you can't be with your friends and your family and the people you care about. And when we're isolated, uh, you know, we're we're kind of alone with our own thoughts and might feel a little bit disconnected from our communities or the people in our lives or connected just to, you know, our our idea of being connected to, you know, a greater purpose or a greater whole. And uh I know that uh great little analogy, Rick, is um that uh you know, the biggest you know, penalty in like the jail and prison system is to be uh, you know, isolated in you know, solitary uh, confinement, solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is like what isolation like really, really is. And uh, I think, you know, for us to really solve the problem of isolation and, and loneliness, yes, it, it takes other people around us to, you know, band around us and to check in on us and to support us. Um, but I think a lot of it also uh, is on the individual And I think if, you know, if we're finding ourselves feeling disconnected from our friends and family, if we're finding ourselves feeling alone, that, you know, it does require us to be proactive and to reach out to people. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean we have to reach out and say, hey, I'm feeling really isolated. I need some support. It could be just like, you know, calling up a friend that you haven't talked to in a while um, and just saying, you know, hey, I was thinking of you or, you know, shooting someone a thinking of you text. So to me that's really where where love bomb comes in is um it's just a tool that is kind of I call it a social wellness tool where the first step when you download the app is you make a list of people you care about um and all the people you want to keep in touch with because most of us are probably on social media and on social media we're connected to so many people um but are these really the people who you know we want to be closest to are these the people that um you know these algorithms are showing us are they really the people we want to be giving our time and attention to so with love bomb you kind of make a list of people you care about that you want to keep in touch with you want to stay close to you kind of choose the cadence or frequency that you want to interact with people some people you know we want to talk to every couple of days some people we want to be in touch with you know once a month or a couple times a year and then love bomb kind of tees up daily recommendations of who you could reach out to and If you don't know what to say to someone, Love Bomb gives a bunch of ideas, conversation starters, um, to help you kind of know what to say. And, you know, we believe that kindness really is the key to connection. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, we reach out to people when we need something. And to me, I think there's so much more connection available, especially when so many people are struggling and feeling isolated right now that I think just kind messages are such a great icebreaker that make both the giver and the recipient, uh, you know, feel all the happy chemicals of serotonin and, uh, oxytocin and all the things that naturally make us feel more connected. Um, and you know, feel better within our own skin.
0: Wow. Your dad would be really proud of you. And uh, to that end, what would you say is the greatest life lesson from your dad?
1: Oh, uh, well, thank you so much for asking, you know, such a thoughtful and heartfelt question. I appreciate it. Uh, people don't ask me about my dad every day and, uh, it always, you know, touches, uh, pulls at my heartstrings so when, whenever I even think about my dad. So I think that uh, what I'd say my greatest lesson from my dad was he was just he was a real competitor. He, he ran track in high school and college and uh, was, a, was a champion kind of uh, in, uh, in his track and field pursuits. And what he always said to me was, if you want anything bad enough, just go out there and do it, even if the odds are stacked against you. And, you know, as someone who is doing building something that's never really been built before, um, you know, in, in, in a field where people are constantly asking me, you know, how are you going to monetize this? Um, some people get it more than other people. And uh, I think, you know, the lesson for me is just like, you know, really tapping into my intuition, following my heart and knowing that if I you know put my best foot forward every single day, uh, you know, learn from the things that are working and learn from the things that aren't working as well. That you know, ultimately, I put myself uh, in the position you know for success, whatever that ultimately looks like.
0: And that's a great lesson. You make me think of my own dad. And the older that I get, the clearer his wisdom is becoming, and the difference that dad makes is uh, becoming so profound.
1: I'm curious to know what you, the greatest lesson you learned from your dad.
0: Well, the lesson from my dad would be measure twice, and cut once. And my dad was an engineer, an architect, a carpenter. And what he taught me has great application to all of my pursuits today. But thank you for asking me, Mark. I I do appreciate that. Hey, let's move to TED Talks. What did you learn as a keynote speaker?
1: Yeah, I mean, a a few different things. I mean, I I, I think, one, it was um, quite the exercise of securing the talk and then planning the talk and like really figuring out what's the best way to tell this story and you articulate the the message. And, you know, Ted, TED Talks are all about ideas that matter and sharing, you know, innovative ideas. So, you know, it was all about how can I deliver this message in the most powerful and inspiring way? And, you know, what are the things that should definitely be in there? And what are the things that, you know, I can leave at the, the cutting room floor? And, um, you know, it was just like one of those big, kind of life moments of having the opportunity to get to deliver my message on the, uh, on the TED stage. And then, you know, since I've given, given the talk, you know, I'll always kind of be a part of the, the TED family. And it's something that, you know, I really recommend uh, to anyone out there. If you feel like you've got a message that you really want to share, um, uh, I recommend to, to go for a, a TED talk, a TEDx talk. Um, I, I think that oftentimes people believe that it, they're much tougher to um, to land than in in reality that they are because there's TED events uh, all around the world every single day and you know they're looking for uh, creative uh, people out there that want to make a difference and want to innovate. So uh, I would recommend the opportunity and the experience uh, to anyone.
0: Well, that's great. You know, you articulate like a great storyteller. Who do you think influenced you as a mentor or coach, uh, as from a storytelling perspective?
1: Yeah, you know, thanks. I mean, I always think my my dad really taught me how to show up professionally. I don't know that if that's as much about mm-hmm. storytelling, but uh, you know, I think I learned really valuable lessons from him. Uh, but in terms of you know some some other uh, other mentors in my life, uh, Lewis Howes, the host of the School of Greatness podcast, uh, is a dear friend and. He's been a mentor and I, I'm really inspired with how he's told his story, um, to, you know, inspire those around him, uh, and to use that as kind of his launch pad for his continued success and, you know, walking his talk and living his continued vision. And then, you know, what I'd say is like as a storyteller, like I think there's always ways to become a, a better, more proficient storyteller. And, you know, the reality is that, you know, we live in a world right now with lots of storytellers um, and with social media, everyone's kind of got their own TV channel and um, you know, we're all constantly kind of competing for one another's attention and it is loud out there. So to me, you know, I always Mm want to be a better storyteller to, you know, learn, you know, A, what, what, what are the best ways of getting someone's attention? And, you know, what are the best ways, you know, that I can tell my story in a way that allows other people to connect to me, so they can connect to themselves, and you know, hopefully walk away inspired, more connected to to their vision. So right now I'm reading uh, "Start with Why" by Simon Sinek, who uh, also gave uh, you know one of the greatest TED talks of all time, "Start with Why," and um, I you know I'm just constantly a, a student, realizing like I have so much opportunity to become. A more effective storyteller. So um, I, I like Joseph Campbell's work as well. He kind of talked about the myth of story. Um, so those are just a few. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, very good. I share Joseph Campbell as a virtual mentor. He's one of the great ones. Okay, Mark. Let's wrap up this show by talking about your vision for the coming year.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I think just my vision for 2021 is to you know build off of 2020, and it's been a really challenging year for me and, you know, so many regards with, you know, live speaking, not really being a thing and launching an app, uh, something I'd never done before. So, you know, I just want to continue to, um, you know, iterate and, uh, just become a better version of myself, uh, be more committed to my daily practices, such as uh, meditation, healthy eating and exercise. I think that those things will continue to allow me to, uh, you know, to be a better version of me and a better, person that can give and support others more so that's kind of on a, on a personal front and then you know on a from a business sense uh i want to continue to uh to make love bomb as best as it can be you know realizing that each and every person um has a different way of communicating with people and um you know authentically and i just want to make sure that love bomb has all the tools that support uh you know whoever's listening and you know helping them stay connected to those they care about so you know definitely want to make sure that people know about love bombs so they have the opportunity to uh to check it out and to uh, you know see how it works for them because uh you know i'm a firm believer you know having personally sent over 12,000 personalized uh, appreciation messages messages over the last four years that uh, a daily connection practice to me Is something that should be just as important as brushing our teeth in the morning, because, you know, similar to, uh, another metaphor here, similar to like watering our plants to have a plant grow. If we're not watering our relationships, uh, then naturally they'll kind of wither away a little bit. And, um, you know, we talked about isolation earlier and, um, you know, if we're not actively nurturing our relationships, um, they're going to, you know, disintegrate a little bit and we're going to feel a little bit more isolated and a little bit more alone. So uh, to me, you know, I, I got to do my part where, you know, I continue to work through my personal, you know, insecurities and self doubts like really putting my, my vision first so I can get, uh, you know, love bomb, you know, out there to more people. So more people can, you know, take advantage of the benefits themselves.
0: Well stated, Mark, Mark, um, Let's uh, do a final wrap on this show and give a little bit of a tribute to John Lennon, who passed away about 40 years ago now. Um, tell us what your favorite Beatles song is that ties into Love Bomb.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, I, I listen to All You Need Is Love a lot. And uh, imagine I, I played for my team just uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago before we got off our team call. I've got, uh, 12... I've got 12 interns that work work for me. And, um, you know, I'm a big believer. I'm like, I'm glad you asked me this question. But, you know, I look at the world today, and just because it is the way that it is today doesn't mean that that's the way it has to be. And, you know, I'm a firm mm-hmm. believer that there's more love to go around, that there's more connection to go around. And just because, you know, things are the way they are today doesn't mean that's the way they have to be. So I love Imagine because to me, it just, represents humanity coming together uh for possibility and for love so yeah
0: thank you for asking me that i was gonna say all you need is love bomb that's at least all you need is love is one of my favorite songs mark tell our listeners where they can connect with you for workshops speaking engagements and consulting
1: oh awesome yeah thank you so much um you know i think uh linkedin i'm pretty accessible there mark shapiro And uh, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Uh, My handle is at areyoubeingreal. And then uh, to check out the Love Bomb app, uh, go to uh, lovebomb.app.
0: Mark, thanks again for being on our show. We really appreciate it. Uh, What a joy it was to get to talk with you today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was a treat. Have a beautiful day.
0: That was Mark Shapiro, again, former Showtime executive and founder of Love Bomb App. We appreciate him being on our program today. And as we always say, folks, may you live the best version of you. Have a great week. So thanks to our sponsor, Edward Jones. They are our trusted financial advisor. And Edward Jones has been instrumental in helping us pivot our lives built around health, happiness, travel, and adding value to other people's lives. You can contact our advisor, Serban Marasini, by emailing him at period m a r a c i n e at edwardjones.com. And thanks again to their sponsorship of this program.
2: Bed Bath & Beyond is back with more to choose from than ever before. At the new
0: Bed Bath & Beyond, you'll find all the products and brands you love, along with a huge new selection of furniture, decor, and everything else you need to create the home of your dreams, all in one amazing online store. Download our new app and save even more with exclusive deals and offers. Plus, get free shipping right to your front door. Welcome to a bigger, better Beyond.